The UEFA Champions League semi-finals began at Anfield, where Roma's former star man was unstoppable for the home side. Now Salah goes for the far post. What a goal! What a fantastic finish by Mohamed Salah! There is no end to this man's talent. There is no end to his goals. And it is as good as it gets. Here's Mo Salah. Is it 2-0? Yes, it is. What a delightful finish by Mohamed Salah. The tally just keeps going up and up and up. Goal number 43 for the Egyptian this season. Salah, the scorer, then became Salah, the provider, laying on goals for Mane and Firmino. But the scoring didn't end there. Headed towards the far post and in. And it's Roberto Firmino again. This is merciless stuff from Liverpool, and they are marching towards the UEFA Champions League final. It's 5-0. Tie over? Possibly not. Dzeko to score, maybe, and he does so. There is a smidgen of hope. Diego Perotti, and that's the chance to get a second away goal. And he sent it into the roof of Karius's net, and it's Liverpool 5, Roma 2. All the best reactions to come from Virgil van Dijk, Jurgen Klopp and Jordan Henderson. Plus you'll hear from Zinedine Zidane and Jerome Berting as we preview Wednesday's semi-final first leg with the holders Real Madrid in Germany to take on Bayern. That's all to come right here on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly and I'm joined by European football expert Andy Brassel. Andy, lots to get through on the show. Uh, but what a bizarre, extraordinary, exciting night at Anfield we've had. It really was and Liverpool were scintillating for most of it. Uh, they, they showed why some of us pointed them as possible UEFA Champions League dark horses right at the start of the you mean yourself. last 16. I do mean myself, <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, they're very, very hard to live with when they're, they're playing like that. And their front three were all absolutely outstanding. Um, but what made the night so extraordinary? To think that they won a UEFA Champions League semi-final at Anfield on one of those hot European nights by... Three clear goals, and there was quite muted reception when they came off. Absolutely right. So this, this season's last four action began, of course, at Anfield. Liverpool against Roma. The rain was falling. This was watched for us by Mike Sewell. Now Salah, just to the left, goes for the far post. What a goal! What a fantastic finish by Mohamed Salah. There is no end to this man's talent. There is no end to his goals. Firmino's got away from him. Salah's going again to the right. It's pushed through. Here's Mo Salah. Is it 2-0? Yes, it is. What a delightful finish by Mohamed Salah. The tally just keeps going up and up and up. Salah's onside here, and he's all on his own. Right edge of the area. Squares it in. 3-0 to Liverpool. This time it's Mane with the finish. But Salah's the provider. He can do any job you want. Salah. Right edge of the area, on his left foot, dribbles past Jesus, plays the ball in, it's 4-0 to Liverpool, it's that easy, and this time it's Firmino, all three of them have now scored, this tie is running away from Roma, headed towards the far post, and in, and it's Roberto Firmino again, goal number two of the night for him. This is merciless stuff from Liverpool. Over the top, looking for Dzeko. Oh, Dzeko's in here. Dzeko to score, maybe, and he does so. 
It is an away goal back for Roma. There is a smidgen of hope. The Roma fans behind that goal. Pulling him on, and he sent it into the roof of Carius's net. And it's Liverpool 5, Roma 2. Mike Shaw, our commentator for the game, uh, joins us and we'll speak to him in a moment. First, let's hear from Liverpool's captain returning from suspension, Jordan Henderson. I think I'll be, we'll be obviously disappointed with the two goals because I felt as though we were in full control. We basically give them two goals, you can't really do in the Champions League, but at the same time we've, we've played well, we've won the game and we'll go there with a three-goal advantage. But it'll be difficult because, you can see, as you've seen in the, the last round, they came back against Barcelona, who are one of the best teams in the world and they've, and they've managed to knock them out. So it'll be a really tough challenge for us, but we've got to be confident after the performance. We've got to go there and put a solid display on and, and hopefully get us to the final. I, I think the, the response there, Mike, from Jordan Henderson sort of sums up the feeling. Mostly positive, mostly positive and a big but right at the mm. end. Yeah, and the, after 69 minutes when Firmino got the fifth goal, there wouldn't have been a but at all. If anything, it would have just been like, they wouldn't say it necessarily, they're but they're there because they, at that point, you thought they were going to score at least a couple more. But the complexion has just changed slightly and now there's a note of caution, as he says, We've seen what they did in the last round against Barcelona of all teams. We have to be careful going into the second leg that we don't end up on the yeah. on the wrong I, end of I, it. Ironically, the quarter-final that Roma had against Barcelona actually changes how this scoreline's framed. Because 5-2, any other day of the week in this competition, you're through. Yeah. You're through to the next round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the only thing that's in the back of... And not just Liverpool minds, but Roma minds, I think it gives them something to play with. Um, but but the, the feeling, I think, off the back of this, despite that strong Roma finish, is completely different because I think they would have got to the end of that game at Camp Nou and thought, we're a little hard done by it. We're well organised. Two own goals, which were pretty unlucky. Um, and the Edin Dzeko goal gave them something to, to, to play with. Um, but having said that, <laughs> Score-wise, they're absolutely better off. And you know, this Mike's right. This could have been seven, eight, anything, really. You know, when you looked at them with about 20 minutes left, they were absolutely on the floor and they were begging for the whistle. They probably would have taken five nil at that point. The Liverpool were. Um, I think they'll they'll look at this and probably think to themselves, okay, we, we've. We've made a mistake in this, or, or we've lost this, this bonus, this 5-0 bonus that we have. But on reflection, and certainly Roma will look back and think, how on earth do we stop Mane, Salah and Firmino at the Stadio Olimpico? We, 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 we've, not only have we got to score three, we've got to stop them scoring. And that is going to be incredibly... On the basis of tonight, it's going to be very hard for them to stop those, any of those three or scoring well if they defend like they defended tonight they've got absolutely no, no chance, chance. Yeah. Um, they, they defended like a good 15 metres too high up the pitch certainly from the 25th minute onwards we, we talked in commentary about how maybe Salah suckered them into that the way he made things happen from deep before advancing up the pitch very quickly that was that was very very impressive and you know another string to his not inconsiderable bow um, but bear in mind you know they had to they had to go after Barcelona without going too crazy, without leaving the back door open. And they did manage to do that. And they've not conceded a single goal at the Stadio Olimpico in 
the UEFA Champions League this season against opposition like Barcelona, like Atletico Madrid, like Chelsea. So, so that's something that, you know, you can't turn your nose up at. Uh, let's hear from Liverpool defender Virgil van Dijk next. Personally, no, I think frustration. I think it was a fantastic evening. You know, five good goals, a lot of passion, a lot of, you know, good play at, at times uh, against a very good Roma. Uh, but I can see two goals in the in the last 15 minutes. Is, is you know, that, that stays in my mind right now. Obviously, it's, it's a good result to take with us to Rome, but to concede two like that is, is frustrating. Yeah, Virgil van Dijk echoing the sentiments really of, of Jordan Henderson from a, a few moments ago. Can they, can Roma play the way that they did against Barcelona at home, against Liverpool. It's a different type of attack that Liverpool have to Barcelona. Yeah, it is, and a very, very pacey one. I mean, that creates a problem. That is the difference. They're yeah. going to have to sit deep if they're going to at least give themselves a chance. And there, I think, whereas, say, Maxim Gonolong came on and did a very good job, Daniele De Rossi is going to be very important. The passes that him and Strokeman can play, because they're going to have to go long now and then, or more than now and then, in fact. I think what worked for them in the last part of the game, the fact that Nyingalan, who didn't really seem to know where he was, well, where he was was in Jordan Henderson's pocket for the first 65 minutes, but he had a far better understanding of his role. I think it was far more dangerous once shit came on, because Jenkinsunda uh, was has been a fantastic player for them this season, but he was stuck out there on the right, not getting any of the ball. Once you had Schick and Dzeko as your proper front two, and Nyingalen just behind them as a 10, then he was really in the game. And of course, he, he helped create that first goal for Dzeko that, that made the difference. Well, we've talked a lot about the, the late Roma resurgence, but let's talk about the 50-minute spell. Are we going with that, Mike, that Liverpool really dominated tonight? Yeah, from, from around, I don't know, it was about 20, 25 minutes until sort of the 75-minute mark. Sure. They, were, they, were, they were rampant at times. I mean, particularly once they got going in the first half, it was just non-stop until the half-time whistle. And you thought that Roma might, in the start of the second half, at least solidify themselves try and take stock for a few minutes, keep Liverpool at bay, but Liverpool just picked up where they left off and then started scoring all over again. And Andy's talked about it there. The one thing that would worry me from a Roma perspective is that the likes of Fazio and Jesus looked very flat-footed and very slow when Liverpool got possession. The second goal sums it up altogether. Mm. Salah into Firmino. Salah again just literally cruised past his man and was allowed to finish, giving Alisson no protection at all. And the, that is probably going to be the way that Liverpool can get them to make sure that they're in the final by playing that way. They just need to do that a couple of times and they're through. Yeah, once, once they've got a goal, I mean, yeah. they're fine, basically, yeah. aren't they? Let's just look at the, <laughs> the goals now. So Salah, 43. Firmino, 27. Mane, 18 in all competitions. This front three has more than lived up to the excitement that was starting to generate you know, early in the season, Andy. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because at the start of the, the season, the way they started off, you thought, well, maybe they should have sold Felipe Coutinho in the summer because it's <laughs> completely superfluous. In the end, we got a little glimpse of the four of them clicking together and that was nice, but I think it's clear that, you know, it, it was a time where Liverpool could afford to move on Coutinho because everything that these three do is is absolutely fantastic and as I said the sort of dynamic midfield that Liverpool have to, to to back them up I mean it looks like they might lose Emre Can in the summer 
I don't think that really matters particularly. Of course, they'll need some sort of nominal replacement for him. But with the sort of athleticism that they have in their midfield, and that's something that Wijnaldum reprised when Oxlade-Chamberlain unfortunately had to go off. That's something that makes them function as a team. And, you know, we forget this is Liverpool are still developing. They look good at the start of the season, and they looked like they could play at two different paces. So they could go at teams from the start, and they could sit and wait and go for them later, which is exactly what they did tonight, yeah. isn't it? Um, but I think they, they look so much more of a unit now than they did in August, despite the fact that they look very promising and entertaining then. Uh, let's, uh, we've been dying to hear his thoughts uh, tonight after what we've seen at Anfield. Here is the Liverpool manager, Jurgen Klopp. We knew before the game they have quality. We, we could avoid pretty much all of that over the whole game, but in that situation, not. That they come up a little bit then. That the rules of the competition, eh? you, each goal you score helps massive. And, um, and now it's 5 2. But um, I would be much more happy, of course, if we would have won 5 0 or 5 1. But 5 2 is still a fantastic result. Not even. I could not even have imagined that that is possible. So the boys did outstandingly good, and um, we go there and try to win again. I'm thinking back to another Klopp semi-final with an outstanding individual performance five years ago. Robert Lewandowski, 4-1, and then at the Bernabeu, it was a little bit nervy for his Borussia Dortmund at the time. Yeah, it was. What, what if Roma gets a 2-0 with 15 minutes left? Well, you wouldn't bet against it. I mean, you wouldn't. I mean, uh, but lots of reaction, but not just from the Liverpool camp, but from uh, people closely associated with the club tonight, Mike. Yeah, Liverpool's former striker, Robbie Fowler, he knew how to score a goal or two. Uh, his response to the result, Liverpool were magnificent tonight, a little anxious and naive in the final few minutes. But before the game, if you'd said Liverpool would score five and concede two, 99% of Liverpool fans would have taken that yeah, all agreed. in a semi-final. Mike, so, so now we have a situation whereby as well for Liverpool, uh, we don't know the full extent of Oxlade-Chamberlain's injury, um, but they're down to three central midfielders for the remaining, however knows, you, you seem to have an update. Well, there's just a, a, a short quote from Jurgen Klopp about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, his injury looks like a really bad one. It's never a good sign if you can tell that before the scan. It's obviously a massive blow for us. OK, so if they are down to three central midfielders, the remaining... I mean, we're talking about three senior central midfielders so for not just the second leg, the remainder of the season, Andy. It's, a, it's another big blow for Liverpool. It is, but uh, what they do have is momentum. Um, and, uh, you know, I, they, they, were, they were terrific tonight. Of course, th th there is the fact that you think they're deep into the season, they've played a lot of games. Is there not going to be some sort of... Weariness. I tend to think on the positive dynamic that Liverpool are on, um, momentum will, will carry them through. Uh, Mo Salah now moves on to 20 goals this year. 20 goals this year in 18 appearances. What did he do that... I mean, w w that Roma talked about having a plan to deal with Mo Salah that they wouldn't reveal, but they didn't want to focus too much on him. What did they not do tonight? How could they not stop him? Two goals, two assists for the Egyptian. Well... As, as he, he drew, they drew them in, and Andy has pointed it out, Andy spotted it, he dropped off, didn't he? When, when it wasn't necessarily the greatest start by Liverpool, once he dropped off, they didn't quite know how to, how to cope with him. And then he went from deep, and then he's so quick. He said, like, like with the, the second goal he scored, he, he was deep, not plus the Firmino. The next thing, he's beyond the last man. Well, maybe that's how they, I think that's how they ended so far up the pitch, really. But they followed him. He's, well, like, yeah. he's like the Pied Piper of Rome. Well, they were, they were player-watching <laughs> rather than ball-watching. Uh, here's some of the, the tweets we've had in. Um, 
Catherine, really enjoying uh, the coverage uh, from Cyprus tonight. Johnny Martin says, before Klopp, Liverpool got results with incredible comebacks for a moment of brilliance. Never have I been so speechless uh, witnessing uh, my team before. Diaz saying Liverpool are touch complacent, allowing Roma back into the tie. Are we still saying Liverpool to make it through to the semi-finals in Kiev next month? Yes, I think Roma's clean sheet run at the Olympico ends here. Alison Becker made some outstanding saves tonight. Uh, Mike, I think you've got some reaction from, from Roma as well now. Yeah, um, Eusebio Di Francesco, the coach of Roma, has responded by saying it's not going to be a game like against Barcelona. It'll be very hard, but we've got to believe in it and we want to give it all we've got to the end. Now is not the time to lead an inquisition. That's obviously respect for the majority of that performance tonight. The team has achieved great things. So he's clearly trying to keep his players on that up that confident boost rather than kind of blast them for the 80 minutes of the game he's wanting to keep them up isn't he yeah i think that's the best thing to come out of this evening for for roma not just the fact that they do have that little glimmer of hope and i, I do think it is a slim hope going into that second leg but when they were being absolutely hammered flat in the second half, I was just thinking to myself, it's such a sad way for it to end because they have been magnificent this season in the UEFA Champions League. We, we talked about at the start of the season, people were saying maybe they would even drop out of the top four in Italy in the season, of course, where the top four guarantees UEFA Champions League qualification yeah. for next season in Serie A. Um, how much they'd suffer without Salah. No one expected them to get out of the group. That They've surpassed all those expectations. Um, Xavier Di Francesco has done a magnificent job. A job that he's dreamed of and he's, he's grabbed it with both hands this season. I just thought this is such a sad way for it, for it all to end in a European context. But now, as De Rossi says, they've, they've, they've got something to believe in. You know, so, so yeah. even if it is a slim hope, there's, there's still a hope and it will be a great night at the Olympico. Uh, I think Eusebio Di Francesco, before the Barcelona second leg, got the tone of it right and he was keen to impress that his team had reason to believe they could turn it round. It'll be interesting to see what he says ahead of the second leg next week. Quick one, though. We have heard from uh, the Rome camp further. Here's uh, the midfielder, Rajan Anglan, on the prospect to the second leg in Rome. It will be difficult because uh, I think uh, the two the two goals from us they were important. Nothing is impossible. Let's say it like this because uh, we did it once against Barcelona. Why why won't we try it against Liverpool? So the second leg is in our in, is in is in our home. Uh, like you said today, uh, they had the crowd at uh, their favour. So it will be difficult, but we can uh, we can make the best of it and try it uh, like we did once. Okay, more on Liverpool against Roma to come. Mike, get thinking about the man of the match. You get the easy one. Andy, you have to think of a different one to Mike. Deal? Deal. Okay, good. Hashtag okay, match it's, day. It's not as if there's only one Liverpool player you can pick. There are <laughs> I know, man, come on. There's, there's one guy. Hashtag match day live if you want to get in touch with us. Um, stay with us as we look ahead to the other semi-final first leg between Bayern and the holders Real Madrid. Everyone can enjoy football, no matter who you are, where you're from, or how you play. Equal Game is a new UEFA Respect social responsibility campaign that positively promotes inclusion, diversity and accessibility in football throughout Europe. 
You're listening to Match Day Live with Andy Brassel and me, Rob Daly. Another huge semi-final tie begins on Wednesday night in Germany as Bayern, with five titles, of course, of their own, host the 12-time winners and holders Real Madrid. You can hear all the action here on Match Day Live on UEFA.com or on the official UEFA Champions League app. Adam Summerton will be our commentator and he joins us on the line. Adam, you have to top the drama tomorrow in Munich if you can. Well, I think it's got easy. potential, hasn't it? <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts ahead of, ahead of this one? Well, I think that, for me, it's a 50-50 tie, to be honest. Um, they certainly know each other very well indeed, don't they? It's the most played tie uh, in European football, so they're absolutely no strangers. And, and I think that's quite an important factor. The first leg will be the 25th match between the two sides um, met uh, as recently as, of course, April of 2017, where it was... Real Madrid, who eventually came out on top but, but needed extra time to do that. And I think that it'll be another close tie, close affair. Um, Jupp Heynckes intrigues me. I think he could be a significant factor here. Of course, he's won this competition every time he's entered it as, as a manager. So uh, he knows a way, his way around it and has won it with both of these clubs as well. So there's so many narratives to all of this. And Adam, Bayern really feel as as if they let themselves down in the first leg of that game, particularly last year in the UEFA Champions League quarter-final against Real Madrid. So this is something that they've been waiting a long time for, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think in some ways, it sounds crazy to say it when you're playing against the team that's won it two seasons running, but I think this is a, a great tie for, for Bayern to get. I suppose they might have liked it in the final, um, but it's a great opportunity to, to right that wrong, as they will probably see it. Yeah, they, you know, having took the lead, and Vidal, who unfortunately won't be available um, tomorrow night, scored in that game. But Ronaldo got a couple, and Ronaldo got a hat-trick, didn't he, in the second leg as well. And as much as we talk about how, or I've said this is a 50-50 tie, and we talk about Heinkiss, and we talk about Zidane, Ronaldo inevitably um, is going to have a huge say in, in what happens because of... His form in this competition is, I mean, we talk about Mo Salah and rightly what he's doing, but Ronaldo, who's significantly older, still keeps doing it. And, and his figures this season are just astonishing. And if he's on it, if he's at the top of his game, you know, Real Madrid will probably win this time. And he loves a goal against Bayern, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, as I say, I mean, he got, he got a hat-trick in, in the second leg, he got a couple in, in the first and... They're not the only goals he's got against them either. So, yeah, he, he, he's the man that, that they've got to try and stop. And I, I'm really interested to, to, to hear Heinkes talking ahead of this game about how it's all the team. You know, it's, it's all about everybody in this together. And I think that he's a coach who's very focused in, in his work in terms of man management. He's always been like that. It serves him well. He's done great um, since returning to Bayern. And as I say, I think that he could have a, a, a big say in, in what happens here, how well he prepares buying the players clearly buy into what he's trying to do there uh, they've got he's got a significant reaction out of him it's just whether they can take that into you know the very highest level now up against the you know the, the, the two-time winners in a row in this competition that's that's the biggest challenge that he's faced since he returned undoubtedly well, so as adam was mentioning there familiar foes uh, tomorrow night this is the club's fourth two-legged tie in seven seasons real madrid winning two of those bayern one uh, despite this bayern defender joran berteng feels good about their chances how i describe them i would say they are really powerful in the attack really strong at the defense they have a good balance with the midfield so they are not for no reason champions league winners so of course it's one of the hardest team to beat especially in two games but um, we are very confident we are in a good moment and we'll try our best to go to the final 
just a, a reminder, I mean, Jerome Boateng, such a key central defender for Bayern, Adam, but I suppose what happened in the second leg of the Juventus tie was a reminder of how much Real Madrid miss Sergio Ramos when he's not there, returns tomorrow night to the team. Yeah, absolutely. I think you could make a strong case that he's the best centre-back in, in world football. Um, and you are going to miss a, a player of, of that calibre. And there were some panic stations, to put it mildly, weren't there, yeah. in the heart of that defence. And look, you know, Real Madrid's form is it's patchy, isn't it? I mean, they're not exactly blowing everyone away. We know what happened um, or has happened in, in the Spanish top flight this season. So there are vulnerabilities, but you know, this is where this club finds its form more than any other competition. It is their competition. Um, so they are very, very difficult to beat. Uh, I, I think that they probably, I said it's a 50-50, but if I had to go one way you know, in terms of staying, if, who would win it, I think you would just slightly favour Real Madrid because of the nous that they've got. Um, but it's going to be very, very close and it makes it fascinating for us neutrals, doesn't it? And it's extraordinary, isn't it, Adam, in a season in which they've trailed Barcelona by such a distance for so long in La Liga, if they end up closing this out, many people in Spain will feel that it's Real Madrid who've succeeded this season. Yeah, it's astonishing really, isn't it, to think that you know they're 15 points behind Barcelona. Uh, and as you say, I mean, it, it would be a good debate, wouldn't it? As to, you know, who's had the better season? Um, I suppose some would say, you know, the sign of a great team is to do it over the course of a, of a season, you know. But to go on and win this competition above all else um, is just an incredible feat. When you see the, the levels that these teams are playing at, I mean, you guys have watched tonight. I mean, the level that Liverpool got to, I know they had a a poor final 10 minutes, but before that, the level of football at times in this competition is just mesmerising. It's like from another planet almost. So to, to win it, you really have to be an exceptional team and they've won it back to back and uh, you know, they probably are the favourites to go on and win it for a third time and I think that says a lot about them as a team and it says a lot about their managers, Zidane as well. Yeah, of course, it's only his, his second full season as head coach, hoping to win the competition for a third time. Uh, the Frenchman remains far from complacent though. I've learned that nothing can ever be taken for granted. Even when you've won everything as a player and as a coach, the next game or the next situation coming up is always different. So basically, you need to keep working. My passion is football. It's also to try to convey something and to be on the field with my players. That's where I feel the best and try to give my best. What I'm telling myself is that I need to reinvent myself all the time, as nothing can ever be taken for granted. Adam, a quick one on that man, Zinedine Zidane, something Andy said tonight, he seems to come alive tactically in the UEFA Champions League. It's his competition. Yeah, he does, and he probably doesn't get enough credit for just how good he has been tactically, but what a challenge tomorrow, you know, facing your Heynckes, the, you know, a coach of his experience. It's in incredibly intriguing that. I'm lo really looking forward to see how he does tactically against Heynckes. Adam, look forward to your commentary tomorrow. Adam Summerton on Match Day Live from 1930 CET for, yes, Bayern against Real Madrid. Not bad at all. It has some way to go to top. What we've seen at Anfield tonight, a reminder, Liverpool 5, Roma 2, Mike, and more reaction uh, from the losing team at Anfield. Federico Fazio, in particular, the uh, Roma defender, his response, looking ahead to the second leg, we've got to be positive, we're warriors. The battle's not lost, we're going to fight to the very end, and we've already shown we can do that. We'll give everything for our people to complete a comeback.
I'm sure he'll be having nightmares, though, about Mo Salah running at him, much like uh, that of Firmino and Salah. Firmino now on 10 goals in this competition. Salah on 10. Seven assists for Firmino, four for Salah, eight goals for Mane. Superb. Which one of them three is your man of, your man of the match tonight, Mike, I'm well, guessing? It's not a one-man team, is it? But two goals, two assists. But more importantly, I think that goal that set Liverpool on their way was just superb from Mohamed Salah. Uh, Andy, you've got to pick somebody else. Apart from the front three, it goes. No, without. no, no. You can have a front three. Player. Well, I'd, I'd have Roberto Firmino, but it, again, it goes without saying that he's wonderful. I'm going to go for Jordan Henderson because of the influence he had on the game in starting those attacks and on keeping a short leash on Rajana Ingelen. Okay, and Andy, your favourite tomorrow for Real Madrid Bayern, by the way, in Munich. Who are you having for that one? Maybe draw on the night Bayern over the tie. Oh. In Liverpool final, imagine that. Yeah, that'd yeah, be pretty good, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be bad at all. Lots of different options. Liverpool still with some work to do after their 5-2 uh, victory tonight. Well, that's just about all we have time for on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live on another dramatic night in the competition. Liverpool have a significant first leg advantage after Mohamed Salah starred at Anfield. Liverpool were 5-0 up, two for Roberto Firmino. Sad Mane involved on the act as well but two late Roma goals have kept this tie alive join us again from 1930 Central European time on Wednesday night when Bayern face Real Madrid the holders in the first leg of their Titanic tie lots to come in this competition until then from Andy Brassel Mike Shaw and myself Rob Daly it's goodbye now Salah, just to the left, goes for the far post! What a goal! What a fantastic finish by Mohamed Salah! Firmino's got away from him, Salah's going again to the right, it's pushed through, here's Mo Salah, is it 2-0? Yes it is! Salah's onside here, and he's all on his own, right edge of the area, squares it in, 3-0 to Liverpool! This time it's Mane with the finish, but Salah's the provider, he can do any job you want, Salah! Right edge of the area, on his left foot, dribbles past Jesus, plays the ball in, it's 4-0 to Liverpool, it's that easy, and this time it's Firmino, headed towards the far post, and in, and it's Roberto Firmino again, goal number two of the night for him, this is merciless stuff from Liverpool. Over the top, looking for Dzeko, oh Dzeko's in here, Dzeko to score maybe, and he does so. It is an away goal back for Roma. The Roma fans behind that goal. Willing him on, and he sent it into the roof of Carius's net. And it's Liverpool 5, Roma 2. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.